Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Well, all right, I know we're missing some people for July 4th, but if you stayed home just because you have to grill at 3 p.m., shame on you. Or if you slept in just because it's July 4th, shame on you. Scripture says there is now therefore no condemnation who walk for those who walk after the Spirit and not after the flesh. But if you're just joining us on live stream today, great. Welcome. It's good to see you. I can't see you. You can see me. But welcome. We love you. Those who are going to listen to this on the podcast, what's up? God bless you, my old friend. Um, Paul, you know who you are, Pablito. What's up, sir? I hope, hope you listen to this podcast. He's been checking them out from Oklahoma and anybody else I missed. But it's good to see everybody in the house today. So, today is Independence Day. Now, I look, there's been a lot going on in our country. I know we are less than a perfect country. Why? Because we're founded by humans. We got in God we trust on our coins, but humans founded us. And God had to deal with us. People, people that say, this country was founded upon slavery. I see what you're saying, but not necessarily. It was founded alongside slavery. You know, slavery came on over. There were other issues there, and that was terrible. It's awful. It's inexcusable. But here's what people forget. God judged this country for slavery. Does anybody, did you know that? You know how many people died during the Civil War? 750,000. That was a judgment for slavery. I believe that was a judgment for pride and a judgment for slavery, and it was prophesied that that judgment was coming. And it happened. And, you know, people say, man, well, you can't apologize. for the Hmm, no, according to Scripture, we can repent for whatever. And we need to repent. We need to keep humble hearts, but we need to fall in love with truth and never fall in love with bitterness. You say, man, who's this message for? This is for Americans of all color. This is for anyone listening to this message on SoundCloud or on the podcast or on YouTube or, or on Facebook. This is a message of hope and truth for you to realize that because today is a day of freedom, it's a day we celebrate freedom in America, freedom from tyranny. We broke away from England. Say England, yeah, we broke away from England. But how many of you know that the real revolution in our lives needs to be a change of character, change of attitude, a change of heart, a change of your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions? Today we're talking about the quest for purpose, but today's title is Finding Freedom. How many of you know God, was, God created you for freedom? God created you for freedom. One of my great heroes, you may have not known this, is Harriet Tubman. And I fell in love with Harriet in fifth grade. You see, like, man, like, you had a crush on her? Well, I don't think she was all that fine or anything, but I'm from the 90s. We used to say fine. My wife is fine, right? But, no, I fell in love with Harriet because of her heart and who she was and because she was indomitable. She was indefatigable. You like that word? Been practicing at home. She was unstoppable. She was five foot tall, they say. Five foot. And she decided, you know what? I may have been born a slave, but I don't have to stay here. Harriet, she, she tried to break out one time with her two brothers. History is not clear as to why they... They turned around and came back. We don't know, but later on she said, uh-uh, this ain't good enough for me. I don't like it. I was not created for slavery. I'm out. So little thing escaped, walked hundreds of miles, 
and got to freedom. But then she gets free. And she says, when I walked, I stepped across the boundary of freedom, she said, I was a stranger in a foreign land. Nobody even knew how to welcome me into freedom. But here's some of the things she said, because you realize she went back. She said, this is not good enough for me to be free. I need to free my family. Does that sound familiar? She said, it's not enough for me to be free. I need my people to be free. She said, I would fight for my liberty, freedom. Someone say freedom. She said, I'd fight for my liberty or my freedom so long as my strength lasted. And if the time came for me to go, the Lord would let them take me. But they couldn't catch a little thing. They began to call her Moses because she would take her people to freedom. She said, I grew up like a neglected weed, ignorant of liberty. She was ignorant of freedom. Did you know there may be believers in here that are ignorant of freedom? You say, man, I live in a free country. It didn't feel like it during COVID, did it? But you still do. You still do. It's crazy they tell you, oh, congratulations, you don't have to wear a mask now. What? I thought this was a free country. She said, though, she was ignorant of liberty. There are believers in this house, those at the sound of my voice, who say, man, you know what? I don't know what real freedom is like. I've accepted Jesus, but I battle in my mind. Why? You've got to renew your mind. The mind is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your thinking, your decision-making abilities, and how, you're, how you feel. Those got to be lined up with the word. So I'm, I'm drawing a strong parallel here. She said, man, this is, this is freedom for me. Harriet Tubman said, I, I, I grew up neglect, like a neglected weed. I didn't even know about liberty or freedom, having no experience of it. You've been called to freedom, somebody. You've been called to live free. You've been called to live without guilt. I don't know who this is for today. I don't know who this is for today. I don't know if it's for anyone in here. I don't know if it's for someone on the live stream, but I feel prompted by the Spirit of God to tell you this. You want, you want to start with real freedom in your life? You said, I've accepted Jesus. You want to start with real freedom in your life? Remember this, sex is for marriage only. Man, y'all got quiet. I didn't do that to make y'all quiet, but that was a good response. I know the bomb dropped. Who was it, Bruno Mars talking about? I'll catch a grenade for you. I'm like, you liar. You would not catch a grenade for nobody. That is the biggest lie. He has a sweet voice, but that is a big old lie. You know I'd catch a grenade for you. No, you wouldn't. Don't lie. The bomb dropped. Say, man, what? I want to be free. Uh-huh. I'm going to tell you right now. You want freedom in your life? You want to get away from guilt and junk? Sexuality is for marriage only. I don't know who I'm messing with today, but I feel led by the Spirit of God. And he was messing with me about this this week, so don't be mad at me. You talk to God about it, you can go back to the Word. People say, yeah, but fornication is only sexual intercourse. Uh, there's different types of fornication. Any kind of sexuality that's just too much outside of marriage, that's fornication. Fornication is too much. You say, man, but we're dating, we've been dating a long time, so we're getting our French kiss on. Look. I'm not going to get graphic with you. That's between you and God. But if it leads you to lust and go other places and your hands are wandering, that's fornication. It's strong sexuality outside of marriage. I don't know who that's for today. Say, yeah, but I, I don't mess with no girls or boys, but I check out some stuff on my phone. That's a different type of sexual sin. So sexuality is reserved for marriage. Somebody say amen in this quiet house. That's, you want to tackle some freedom there? Look what else she said. Harriet Tubman, I love this. She said, I had reasoned this out in my mind. There was one of two things 
I had a right to. Liberty or death. She's quoting Patrick Henry. One of the greats that was part of the Revolutionary War. He said, give me liberty or give me death. I believe he got death. He meant it. But he said, I'm going to be free or I'm going to die. She said, I had a right to liberty or death. If I could not have one, I would have the other. My love for Harriet Tubman began in fifth grade when I first heard about, about, about the Underground Railroad, which was a system of transporting slaves to the north. They'd, they'd go to people's houses. There were some Quakers involved. Those are some good folks. Quakers are just old school Christians. They had their own set of beliefs. You know, kind of like the Puritans. Kind of like, maybe, kind of like the Amish, modern times, the Quakers. The Quakers are good to the black folks. They'd keep their word. They were, they were blessed people. So here's what's crazy, though. There was the Underground Railroad, so there were ways to get to freedom. And it took time, and it was dangerous, but there had to be people risking their lives to help others get free. How many of you know a, a slave can't free other slaves? Harriet had to get free first. She got free. Something clicked up here, too. She said, wait, I'm free, but I'm enjoying all this alone. We believe, we're not sure, we believe that she went on as, as many as 19 to 24 or more, you could call them suicide missions, back down into the south, back into Maryland, different places to rescue people and take them up to freedom. And they couldn't catch her. You ever, you ever watch the movie Harriet? If you have not, check it out. There's one or two cuss words in it. It's been a few years since we saw it. But that movie, I'm going to tell you right now, sometimes you got to spit out the bad and keep the good, right? Spit out the bones, chew on the meat. That movie, Jen and I left that movie, and it's like we went to church. My eyes were wet. I, was, I think I was dizzy, man. I was like, that's the Harriet I love since fifth grade. And, you know, I met Harriet in, it, through a strange sequence of events. It was fifth grade in Miss Johnston's class at Southern Heights on Texas Street, south side over here. And we were introduced to Harriet Tubman. I'll never forget, we passed papers around the class to, to grade them. Do you guys remember that? Be honest, because if you don't grade their paper right, I'm going to take five points off yours. Whatever. I don't know what the rule was in your class. But they're like exchange papers with your neighbor. So I exchanged papers with my neighbor. And I was always a little bit, mom even used to say it, I was always a little bit smug. Had an attitude about the things I could recall. And God had to deal with me in that area. But... I know the lady's full name, too, who passed me her paper, said, who was Harriet Tubman? She said, a good man in the war. I think I laughed like Smedley. Is that a dog, that cartoon character? <laughs> you know where you're fighting it? <laughs> I was like, oh, a good man? I'll be free, whatever it takes. I'm not, I'm not going to live in bondage. I'm not going to live blaming people. I'm not going to live going, I, I'm this way because of my parents. People do that all the time. They're over 18, and they're blaming their parents still. 45, 50, 60, man, it was my parents. No, it's you. It's you, Holmes, right? Wake up. It's time to stop blaming people. And so when you stop blaming, you're pursuing God. Look at this. Look at you will find freedom, and this is so much fun. Look at number today. I like all these P words. Purpose. I've been waiting to use these P words, I think, for about five years. 
passion for life and people. You say, man, but I'm an introvert. That's okay. I've, you know what I've noticed? Introverts are geniuses one-on-one. Introverts are very focused. They're good listeners. Extroverts are fun and seem exciting, but they have their weaknesses one-on-one. Right? Extroverts are like this sometimes. You ever had a kid, you're like, does he have any sense? He's like this. <laughs> I've seen kids like that. Have y'all ever seen them? Jonathan used to tell me that. He's like, he acts like he don't have any sense. Jonathan would tell me. They're like that. Maybe they're extroverted. I don't know. They're on the next thing. They're trying to be friends with everybody, trying to talk to the whole room at once. Well, you don't always get that opportunity. You've got to learn to be good one-on-one. I'm an extrovert. I've had to practice listening, practice focusing. You get a passion for life and people. I'm going to tell you right now, well, you, this works both ways. Freedom will help you to have a passion for life and people, but having a passion for life and people will also help you keep moving in the, the correct direction for freedom. Excitement, joy, fitting in. Now, listen, let me, let me be real careful with this. Fitting in does not mean you alter your behaviors and walk in sin so that people will accept you. A lot of believers around the nation, they're doing that now. The news says it, they repeat the news. It's on social media, they do that in church now. No, we, our standard is God and a passion for life and people. You've got to fit in, meaning not isolating yourself from the right people and places. That was, to me, that was the worst thing that COVID did. You say, man, COVID ruined the economy. No, the government ruined the economy. Governments ruined economies all over the planet. It wasn't COVID. Nice try. But the worst thing that that whole COVID scenario did was, y'all can't meet together. I mean, you can't meet and don't even have Thanksgiving. That wasn't that long ago. Does anybody remember that? Well, you, you need to not meet, I mean, do it, be a patriot. Get out of here, man. You be a patriot, right? No, passion for life and people. Don't you let anything keep you from connection. I was talking to someone this morning, and I, God's really been laying this on my heart lately. Remember this, and maybe you've done it. Most humans do it. When you struggle, you try to distance yourself from the right people. You ever done that? I've even done it. I'm all, why are you acting weird with me now? I've seen people, I'm like, wait, you're a different person now. They're all, all, all shady and stuff, shifty. I look, God can deal with you on whatever, but don't isolate yourself from the right people and the right places. Are y'all still with me? Let me get an amen in this house. Make sure you're still with me. Amen simply means so be it. It is not masculine. I think someone did a prayer at the end of the House of Representatives. He said, a man and a woman. Hey, bro, that's not what it means. Anyway, that's just, things are, things are getting out of hand. We've got to keep speaking truth. We've we got to keep speaking truth. So passion for life and people in finding freedom. You know, you know what will help you to stay free is Provision. When God provides, he adds another layer of freedom to your life. I'm going to tell you right now, God has done some miracles for us. We recently got a new home. Every time I go there, I go, Lord, only you could have done this. I didn't do this with my brains. I sure didn't do it with my hair. How, how did this happen? He said, oh, you had good credit. No. No. How many of you know good credit ain't enough? You need God's favor. 
You need God's favor. And God, through his favor, he provides. Luke 6.38 says, Give and it shall be given unto you. So you got to give. you got to start the wheels of giving. The ancient law of giving that was in existence long before the law of Moses. You say, well, what about Abraham? God just provided for him. No, Abraham was a big giver. Did you ever notice Lot, his nephew, the kind of the squirrely nephew guy? Look into that story. Lot was wealthy because of Abraham. How else did he get wealthy? Say, he was just independently wealthy. People throw that word around. Well, you're independently wealthy because someone helped you get there, right? God provides. God provides, and when he provides, it's always enough. You got to give and receive. Someone say, give and receive. Say, why do I want to be a blessing? Just so I can hoard stuff? I'm going to just collect stuff, man. I want to be a blessing. One guy told me years ago, this dude was hood, too. He said, Pastor Matt, I just want to make money so I can stack it. I think I'm like Elise. We, sometimes we have a hard time hiding what we're feeling and, and keeping it away from our face. I went, I went like this. I went, is you just going to stack the money? You know, real ignorant. I, was, I remember I told him, I go, like Scrooge McDuck? You're going to have a money bin, and you're going to jump in and swim in it? Or he goes, no, I ain't going to do nothing with it. He said, I'm going to stack it. I just want to stack cheddar. I'm all, where I grew up, cheddar means cheese. But I know what you mean. He's going to just stack it. No, God wants to bless you so you can be a blessing. That's what his provision is for. Did you know there's great freedom in being able to pay for something? I'm telling you right now, not for lousy junk, not for stuff that's bad, for good things. You say, man, I want a home for my family. Or you say, man, we're starting off. I want to be able to pay rent. Praise God. That's a good thing. God's provision, always enough. And if you serve God, I promise right now, I love this saying. It's a little trite. It's been overused. It's cliche now, but it's so true. You can never outgive God. I've watched it, and I've watched it, and I've watched it. I've get, this is always part of my testimony because we grew up pretty humble. Humble means we were never in poverty. We always had enough. Poverty means you don't have anything you need. We always had enough. We were poor. We weren't in poverty, but we were blessed. We came to town. Dad said, here's what we're going to do. Man, God's moving us to Hobbs. We were so excited, man. We were so wanting God's will and wanting to be here. We, were, we thought it was like moving to, I don't know where, a resort. We were so excited to move to Hobbs and not live in a trailer for storm purposes. You guys ever lived in a trailer when it's stormy and it's not held down real well? Man, it freaked you out. I think it was traumatizing me. So we came to Hobbs. We got a house on the south side. It had a foundation. Man, wow, this is crazy. We were so excited. Five of us in the family, and Dad was paid $200 a week. God always provided, though. There was always enough. He'd get raises. He never asked for raises. He'd get raises. God would bless. He'd do stuff on the side. He'd do taxes. He'd help people get legalized status, as, as get their green card and different stuff like that. Residency. But God always provided. And while he was providing, I don't know what it is. I've had these talks with folks who were raised humble like I was. But folks that have been raised without a ton of money, they always like shoes. Have y'all noticed that? I don't know why. Some of you are like, I didn't, not me. I don't care for shoes. Oh, you walk barefooted. 
Well, you know what I mean in general, though. I knew a dude who had been raised poor. He was crazy. I went to his apartment one time, and he got to a point where he could, he was making it, and he had shoes. He didn't even have hardly any furniture in the house. He had shoes lined around every room. I'd never seen anything like that. Like, what the heck? That's a little excessive. But I like shoes, and so I began giving them away. I liked them so much, and I remember this. As a youth pastor, I began giving shoes away that I liked. Those are the best gifts. They're hard on you. But whoever gets it, they're like, man, praise God, thanks. I remember I found some Doc Martens, several. Alco, do they still have Alco in Lovington? It's gone? Man, just let bygones be bygones. Alco was stuck in the 70s or 80s, though, anyway. But I'd go to Alco, I remember, in 2001, and they would be selling Doc Martens for 20 to 30 bucks. I still don't know why. So I'd show up over there, and I was like, <laughs> $100 from this week's check is going to go to Doc Martens or whatever. I love shoes. But I would find me stuff I liked, and I'd start giving them away. I still remember when the, the wheels of giving began turning, and I never lacked for shoes again. It, they just show up. One time, and these are examples I've used, but I just want to tell you again. I gave away a couple of lawnmowers years ago. I, bought, I told my dad, I said, recently, I said, Dad, you must be good ground. Because I, I bought a lawnmower for him. I was still living at home. I'd come back. I was in my early 20s. And <clears throat> I may have just moved out. I don't remember. But I was early 20s. And I bought Dad a lawnmower. I never thought anything of it. Well, one day when I had my house, lawnmowers started showing up. Recently, someone came to my house and gave me another lawnmower brand new. My favorite kind, a Honda. I, I, I don't know if the tears came out, but they wanted to. I was like, praise God, bless you and your wife. What? Another lawnmower. Real simple. God's provision in your life is to bless you, but so you can be a blessing to others. And I've given away other lawnmowers after the fact. Some I sold, but they kept showing up. I've given away shoes. I've sold shoes. But there's just shoes that show up. You say, man, I'm lacking, I'm lacking for money in my life. Start to give to God. That will bring another layer and level of freedom in your life. You have enough money to buy what you need. And then you get to a place where you're blessed. You can help someone else buy what they need. Are you all still with me? Provision. Always enough. You're called to be blessed. Why? So that you can be a blessing. Last one for today, and I'm going to wrap it up with this. We're going to get into some more P words next Sunday, though, so please come back. I've been working on this. Protection. Someone say protection. How many of you have been in a wreck before? Keep your hands up if it was pretty bad. How many of you ever broken a bone? Fallen off something? Tripped and hurt yourself? Had something dropped on you? Been hitting your head with something. Fallen and hit your head. How are you even here? You guys are like Evil Knievel. Y'all remember Evil Knievel from the 70s? I think he broke just about every bone in his body doing that crazy stuff. He wasn't even a good motorcyclist, I don't think. He would jump cars with his motorcycle. But here you are. God protected you. And look, when you walk in the truth and safety of God's will, there's nothing to fear. You ever met someone who was fearless? Sometimes I can be a little bad because I ain't got no sense, right? 
But how do you, I love this. This is from a song, I think it was by Skillet in the early 2000s. The guy singing, I really like their music. The guy singing, it's a gospel rock group. He says, you can't kill a man if he's already dead. Say, is that scriptural? Oh yeah, scripture says, the apostle Paul said, I die daily. You die to certain desires. My mom was so brilliant at that. She taught us that, and dad always taught us that, but mom would really focus on that. She'd say, you've got to die to that. When you die to something, it means it doesn't matter enough to take my focus off God anymore. When you die to something, that doesn't bother you anymore. When you die to something, you can't keep committing sin in that area. One translation of Scripture says you should, you should have as, as much desire for sin as a dead man. You think there's anybody in heaven right now caring about sin? Or caring about Jordans or about the shoes or lawnmowers that I just talked about? They're dead to all of it. It's done. You think my mom cares who gets elected president next? She's dead to this earth. She is in heaven walking on streets of gold. She's not worried about all that. But look, when you seek God and you walk in the truth and safety of his will, you have nothing to fear because he's going to protect you. Throughout COVID, Dad would say, Psalm 91 what, Dad? 10? What's Psalm 91 10, Miha? Psalm 91 10. I know I sprang that on you just now. So they're doing a brilliant job back there. That was not part of the... You can even do Psalm 91.1 and I can just start to read through it. Whatever's quicker or easier for you. Psalm 91. I threw him a curveball. It probably froze. The power's not going to shut off again, is it? <laughs> Faith goes. Look, look at this. Look at this. No evil will conquer you. No matter what the government does or doesn't do, no matter what this situation does or doesn't do. And there's not a lot of good news out there. Have you noticed that news focuses on the negative? No evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home. You know what it says in the New Testament? Scripture explains Scripture. It says, be not overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Heard one song in Spanish recently. The guy's a Latin gospel rapper. He said, my good, my good that God has given me will overcome your evil. It will, it will ride right over you. Don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. No evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home. That's what Scripture, scripture says. We either believe it or we don't. And I know there's different areas of our life. God's working on our faith. But just remember today in the quest for purpose and finding freedom, just like Harriet Tubman did in the physical. Man, we got to do this in the spiritual, in the soul realm. The pursuit of holiness. Someone say holiness. holiness. Passion for life and people. Someone say passion. passion. How about this? Someone say provision. provision. Oh, man, that brings great peace and excitement and freedom in your life when you see that God provides. Jesus said, ask what you will in my name, and it shall be given to you. He said, when I'm not here anymore, you're going to ask in my name, and your prayers are going to be answered. And he says, your joy will be full. You ever got an answered prayer? Yes, you have, whether you remember it or not. I'm not even going to give you a chance to answer that. Yeah, but all these other things, man, some of the stuff we pray is dumb, though. You know that. Some of God's greatest gifts, was it Garth Brooks said, are unanswered prayers. But there are those other prayers you keep holding on. You say, this is God's will. This is God's will. I know it. I know it. His provision. And number four, someone say protection. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes today.
You were created to be free. Now here's the issue with some people. They say, well, true freedom is anarchy. True freedom is no this or that. True freedom is less law. No. How many of you know that a train is freest on the tracks? A car is freest on a road system. You were created to be free. You were created to put God first. You were created for freedom. Let's start with this. This morning, is there anyone in the house who says, you know what, Pastor Matt? I have never confessed Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I want to get my heart right with God. I really need to do that. Would you raise your hand today if you have never made Jesus your Lord and Savior by faith? Raise your hand today. I'm going to pray with you. You say, man, it's between me and God. But yeah, Jesus said, don't be ashamed of me in public. So we want to confess him in public. I'm not going to shame you in any way or embarrass you. If you have never accepted Jesus and made him your Lord and Savior, I want you to raise your hand today. All right, how about this? You say, you know what, Pastor Matt? I'm struggling in the area of freedom in my life, even as a believer. Would you raise your hand? Come on. Be honest with God today. He already knows. There is freedom in you being honest with yourself. Let's pray today. I want everyone to repeat this prayer with me. This is for those on the live stream as well. Let's repeat the sinner's prayer, but then we're going to pray about our freedom. Father, in Jesus' name, someone say, Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus died and rose again for me. Wash me in the blood of the Lamb. Say it again. Say, wash me in the blood of Jesus. Take away my sin, Lamb of God. I can't do it without you. Say, I cannot save myself. So I believe in you, and I repent because I'm sorry for my sin. Cleanse me in Jesus' name. You are my Savior, but you are my Lord. I want everyone to stand to their feet, and we're going to pray about freedom now. I want you to look at me before we pray. And just remember... That if you have areas of bitterness or jealousy, you say, man, does that mean I'm going to hell? No, no, no. Some of those are just works of the flesh. The problem is they open the door to the enemy and more problems and more works of the flesh. You say, man, I'm, I'm struggling with lust. I'm struggling with this. Hey, there's freedom for that. You have hope. Someone say, we have hope. Uh-huh. God created you for freedom. And you got to start by getting into God's Word. You say, man, I don't, I, I don't read well or I just don't like reading. Start to listen to the Word. Come to church. This is a big foundational move. But keep listening to the Word throughout the week. you got to. you got to get into the Word. Hosea 4.6, God says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. A lot of believers don't even know they could be free. But Jesus said, He that the Son has set free is free indeed. Let's pray today. I'm going to pray for you in your lives. You can raise your hand if you're comfortable doing so. Father, in Jesus' name, continue to reveal to us facets and levels and layers of freedom. I break the spirit of bondage. I break the spirit of lies. I break any witchcraft that has come against our lives in Jesus' name. I break every evil spirit in Jesus' name. But beyond that, I loosen the spirit of God and truth and power, love, and a sound mind, the Holy Spirit and His gifts. But more importantly, God, I loosen right now Say, man, can you loosen? Well, I loosen 
a desire in Jesus' name, by the Spirit of God, to serve you, God, with all of our hearts, to put you first. Because if you're not on the throne of our hearts, God, something else will be. And that may be an evil ruler for our lives. TV, movies, any other sin that's just we're putting ahead of God. No, Lord, you take up residence on the throne of our hearts, Father. Free your people today. You've already done it. But free us by reminding us of the truth, Lord God, the truth of your word. The Holy Spirit is a great comforter, but he will remind us of Jesus' words. Jesus said, he that the Son is set free is truly free. Be free today, I speak liberty. Be free today, I speak truth. Be free today, I speak life. Be free today, I speak hope and God's word over your situation. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. You can claim God's word if you're reaching out to God. You can claim God's word if you continue to put God's first, God first, even though you're struggling in some areas. God is with you. He has forgiven you. You are his. Someone say, I belong to God. Someone say, I am a child of God. Someone say, I am blessed so I can be a blessing. Someone say, I am free so I can walk in freedom and bring liberty to others. In Jesus' name, I believe. Amen.